This is a Ward Scott Files advisory. The Ward Scott Files podcast may contain material not suited for people who are easily offended. Trust us on this. This show contains adult information and opinions. Please protect small children, sensitive pets, fragile houseplants, and liberal relatives. Thank you. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Good morning, good morning. Professor Ward Scott here in the Warthog Manly Man Command Center Man Cave in the Melden Law Studio. Uh... Thank you, Jeffrey Melvin, for all you do. And thank you, sponsors, for all you do. And thank you, you anonymous donors, for all you do. We really appreciate everything we're doing. Uh, we are um, really out in uncharted territory right now with yesterday's show. We've had about 2,000 views of that show, which is really rather remarkable, um, considering that um, it means that people really care. I've always thought maybe... Perhaps that the um, point of, um, I don't know whether you call it inflammation or irritation or confrontation or discussion or would be at the school board level. Um, you know, the county commission, city commission, uh, the parents don't show up for that, but they really show up for their kids and they show up for their teachers. And so I got to say that I believe um, uh, one of the reasons for the response is that um, all along, we have been watching across the nation um, the school boards be the focus for um, all kinds of um, discussions, if we want to put it euphemistically, I suppose, because they're not always discussions, um, about um, issues pertaining to their children and how they are taught, what they're taught, and by whom they're taught. And so this really isn't um, a great surprise to me that there would be all this interest uh, in this local situation, which uh, seems to be even more inflammatory than normal. I've been around here, as I say, in the school system for a long time. I've seen a lot of uh, issues go on at school board. Once upon a time, we had an elected superintendent, and the last elected superintendent we had was Tiny Talbot back in the late 60s. Um, then we went, as a, a result of the teacher walkout, which was a euphemism for a strike because the state of Florida would not allow uh, teachers to strike. So there was a walkout and uh, I was involved in that. I was the teacher representative for the 10 County Resolution Committee here uh, in North Central Florida and for Gainesville High School where I was a teacher and a coach. And um, so I was all, I don't know how it comes my way, but it always seems to come my way. And uh, I was involved in that thing, which is called the teacher's walkout. It was um, headed by a man named Constance, whose daddy had been my speech professor at the University of Florida, well-respected man. Uh, and his son became involved with trying to get increased pay uh, for teachers and conditions and all that. You know, one of the ironies of teaching then was that um, you were paid $10 a day to substitute. And uh, I think my first salary per year for teaching was $4,800. Uh, 
So um, that was in 1966, I believe, 67, somewhere along in there. And, and um, when the walkout came, uh, um, they, about 50% of the teachers left. 50% stayed. I'm just doing this from memory now. And, and they could not get any substitute people off the street, mind you, off the street of the pavement, uh, as uh, is, is in the poem, Richard Corey, um, <clears throat> to come into the classroom with the students. So they had to double the substitute pay to $20 a day to get folks to come in off the street to sit in the classroom whether they had any training or not, and keep the lights on in the school system. One of the great ironies of the walkout was it got the substitute teacher pay doubled. I mean, come on, isn't it crazy? And also more seriously, it got the uh, uh, superintendent there, thereafter appointed uh, by the school board. And so here we are, fast forward, that's 1968, and uh, let's round it off, 70, that's 30, and round it off, 20 more is 50. Over 50 years later, uh, we have come back down to uh, being embroiled in a discussion about uh, the superintendent and what should be done about whether or not one superintendent is doing the job correctly or not. And it's in the hands of a majority vote, uh, three out of five and can do what the bidding is of the people. And we're gonna go into a continuation today of what the people want. And I'm going to be able to use uh, actual do uh, documents to support this. And I'm gonna tell you why in a moment. So that's just a kind of a summary <clears throat> to bring you up to date on uh, my relationship uh, with uh, the, the uh, um, K through 12 system, and of course, on into higher education where I was involved for many years. So, and I've known a, a great deal, uh, a good many of the superintendents. So it's, um, it is, it is uh, with not uh, any kind of uh, lack of familiarity that I come to this discussion with you. Um, I want to uh, continue a couple of things that occurred on responses that were pointed out to me um, that I want to reply to now. There is an Alachua County, let me get my notes here. There is an Alachua County Council of PTAs website, okay? And uh, on this Alachua County Council of PTAs website, um, there is a, um, um, a group of posts and responses to the show, uh, which as I was discussing with production before we went, uh, on the air, we have had about 2,000 views of the show yesterday, and we're just 24 hours away from the show. And, and today is a continuation of that show because there are more documents that have come in and more time for me to analyze them and more time for me to look at the responses. So if you go to the Alachua County Council of PTAs, uh, you will see quite a number of responses, but you'll see one um, um, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, response, and I'm not going to cite the lady who does it, who takes issue with me referring to the um, uh, my, black members of the school. I don't like those terms, by the way. I don't like black. I don't like African-American. I don't like minority. So I, I don't have a term that I can really use. 
because everybody insists on this color coding of people. And I'm, I'm totally against that. In the classroom, I can assure you, I never color coded people or had a formula or anything. You, you, you get the same opportunity to perform the same instruction as everyone else. And you're measured basically on how you perform. And, uh, you know, my, my golly, if I was in there exercising bias and stuff, you should get rid of me. But so when I said that there was a black power group um, on the uh, um, uh, on that school board, and this was all along what McGraw and McNeely and certain were about, uh, this uh, uh, a couple of people took issue with me on uh, my use of that term. So I wanted, I wanted, I wanted, you know, and I say things that other people want to say, but they're afraid to say. So I'm just going to uh, uh, point to some things to you um, that we're going to put up on the screen in a minute. I have here um, with me, and we're going to post it in a minute as soon as uh, production is uh, able to do it. A survey of Alachua County Public Schools Superintendent Carly Simon. Uh, there is a cover letter from uh, uh, Mr. Burton's attorney, uh, Law Office of Bakari, Brian Bakari, and the cover letter is addressed to Chairman uh, Rob Hyatt. And um, the the point of this letter is that um, the, uh, the the attorneys for Burton wanted to um, discover as best they could if there was a mechanism for determining uh, the uh, quality of uh, work and someone's doing and how you measure it. And Bakari's office, according to the cover letter, uh, was unable to locate the alleged anonymous mechanism for employees of the school system to report concerns about people, um, Simon in particular here, although Dr. Simon recently informed the board that such a mechanism exists. That's uh, in the cover letter. Then uh, we'll put that up in a moment uh, as soon as uh, production is uh, is uh, back uh, um, uh, at the uh, at the mechanism there. So then, what follows is a uh, a a forty some page questionnaire, which I have a copy of, which I am also we're going to post this on Ward's Hot Bulletin Board, so you can take a look at it yourself and see where. Among other things, uh, uh, I, my comment about black power group is indeed uh, supported by an anonymous survey of people uh, in uh, this um, uh, uh, situation with, with uh, Simon. Now, um, the question number one was, should Superintendent Carly Simon be retained by the school board? Uh, there were 105 respondents to this survey and 103 said no, and two said yes. Um, and they were able in question two to provide anonymous feedback regarding uh, their the respondent's review of and concerns with Alachua Public Schools Superintendent Carly uh, Simon. And uh, quite often in the feedback, the feedback was remarkably lengthy. Uh, but from the feedback, several themes emerged. Most notably, uh, respondents were fearful for the jobs and of retaliation by Dr. Simon. Respondents repeatedly raised historically low morale as an issue 
as well as Dr. Simon's alleged lack of concern for the students. Her unapproachability, an unavailability, and her inability to accept input from others. Firing of dedicated staff, promotions of unqualified friends, and being and admitting to being toxic and a disruptor. She was also criticized in this response of questionnaires um, for, for misplaced priorities with respect to running the district as opposed to making television appearances. Um, the question was three was, are you an employee of the Lachua County Public Schools? And 58 respondents said yes, and 47 respondents said no. Uh, question four was, are you an administrator with the Lachua County Public Schools? And 14 respondents said yes, and 40, uh, 91 respondents said no. And in the cover letter from H. Brian McCarry, who is the attorney for Mr. Burton, um, it is, uh, he, he states that it's worth noting that one of the two respondents who marked yes, that Dr. Simon should be retained by the school board, also went on to write quite significantly about Dr. Simon's failures as an administrator. And the other respondent who marked yes, that Dr. Simon should be retained by the school board simply responded NA in the feedback box. So I have here the, res the, the, the survey. And I want to appoint, uh, uh, whenever we post it, it's too lengthy for us to show on the screen. But whenever I post it, I want my critics of my statement about the Black Power Group to refer to the following pages, which I'm going to direct you to. Uh, first of all, I would like for that group uh, who criticized my comment, because uh, they, they have, they have, it's not about my comment, it's about what these respondents see, okay? And I'm reporting what. I'm seeing uh, people say, all right? <clears throat> so the, the, the comments on the PTA uh, 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 post seem to be directed toward me personally, is that I had read something into the behavior of the minorities on the school board. That's not the case. I'm reporting what the flavor is, and now this survey has supported it even more specifically. So on page three, uh, you will see the following anonymous comment. Um, Dr. Simon came in uh, and quickly started uprooting the county and making rash decisions without having a good grasp of the Alachua County policies. She was vote, here we go. She was voted in by a board with a member who was not even legally holding office. There was no proper search for a superintendent. She has fired staff and administrators that have been with the county. Okay, I want to tell you now that this pe person who was supposed to be the third in the triumphant, that all it takes is three votes, was to have been Dion McGraw, who was not legally holding office. Okay, that's one piece of feedback. Now, they're not going to come out and say as, as openly as I do, because there are very few people that have uh, the, the, you know, have the, I don't, I don't want to call it courage, but um, they, they just don't, they just don't come out and say things uh, the way you should say them. Um, on page seven of this document, uh, which I will uh, 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 hopefully not mess up here, is the following statement. 
Carly Simon is only supportive of those that agree with her. She has gone out of her way to control the narrative to parents. She has censored parents and concerned community members. Our uh, teachers do not feel supported by this current board. Well, you can, you can say, what does that have to do with uh, what I commented about the black power? Well, you remember three people hired her, one of whom was McGraw and um, were the ones that were she was representing primarily. So this, you have to kind of know the background to know how that, that appears. Now, it appears more pronounced ways here soon, and I'll, I'll, I'll direct you to that on page eight of this. Um, uh, she has been a political pawn. Here's probably the most powerful comment so far, all right? She has been a political pawn of certain board members, and it is apparent in the people she released from their positions. Um, that should give you a little stronger indication of who those certain board members are, and that she has been a political pawn of those board members, okay? So that's on page eight of this questionnaire. Now on page nine, uh, there's another rather oblique reference to what we're talking about here. Uh, she has installed administrators into positions when they literally were not qualified to perform in those positions. She has targeted excellent administrators who are attempting to do the right thing for their students. Uh, there is a little bit of an oblique reference to those three. Mind, mind you now, you have to go back to the understanding that she's pleasing the three one of whom turned out to be illegal. Okay, are you with me? Now, if you go over to page 16 of the questionnaire, you can do this when we post it. Um, uh, we uh, uh, have here another statement which caught my eye, and I've only gone through this one time. I mean, really, it's really amazing. I'll hold this up just to show you. Here's a very long, I don't know if you can see that, a very long response by somebody who felt compelled to write quite a bit. But on page um, uh, uh, 16, here is, um, here is a, a comment, and obviously uh, you have to kind of know what the culture is to see what this comment really is saying. The board, here we go, it's very, very blatant. This is on page 16. You remember I was being asked on the Alachua County PTA post to uh, really, what does Scott mean by a black power or black group dominating the school decisions? On page 16, there is an anonymous uh, answer uh, to a question and says the following, and I'm gonna highlight this for you as I say it. The board has never been more racist or rude, okay? When we post this 40 some page document, you can go to page 16 of 46 pages and you can see that comment. It is an answer to the question, should Superintendent Carly Simon be retained by the school board? The answer is no. And this explanation then is written into it. Uh, please provide your anonymous feedback regarding your review. And the anonymous feedback says, the board has never been more racist or rude. So I'm, I'm just addressing, I'm not gonna take the lady to task who said it, 
out on the uh, uh, public post, but you can see it. And there are a couple of people who seem to uh, want to know more about it. So I'm giving you the documentation, okay? On page 19, uh, it says, would you please uh, provide, and this was, should Superintendent Carly Simon be retained by the school board? The answer was no. Once again, um, and, uh, you know, why did you say that? And the answer is a very brief answer. Not qualified three board members rushed her hiring. We know who those three board members are, do we not by now? And we know this theme is running all the way through the answers to this 46 page questionnaire. But so far, there's only been one person who's been willing to call it what it is. And that that three board members are racist. OK, so I just want to read this into the public record here. As I say, we will post this and you can judge for yourself and you can see it for yourself. Now, um, the the uh, uh, let me find one more page here that I went through these 46 pages and uh, not with the not I wasn't looking for support for what I said, because I know what I said is based upon a lot of, uh, of, of uh, information and interpretation and ultimately my opinion. But also, I think it's a fair question for these people on the Elachua County PTA's post there uh, to ask, where did he get that idea from? As if they live in Mars? I mean, are they serious? They don't know where this came from? So the documentation uh, is all through this, the responses to this questionnaire. Um, here's another one. Please provide your anonymous feedback regarding your review of con and concerns with a lot of public school superintendent, Carly Simon. And the answer is she obtained her position by having, here we go, an illegitimate school board member on the board. Now this answer brings out something that hasn't been brought out before in any discussion I've presented with you, and I'm going to present it to you now because it's in the questionnaire on page 29. Are you ready? I'll, I'll read it again. She obtained her position by having an illegitimate school board member on the board. She supported this illegitimate board member throughout her campaign. She supported, let me repeat that. She supported this illegitimate board member Throughout her campaign, there's a pronoun reference ambiguity there. Her, I would uh, suppose, references back to McGraw, okay? Her interim position was changed to a permanent position without any vetting. Okay, that's really the point that I wanted to make. So on page, let me summarize for you. On page three, on page seven, on page eight, on page nine, on page 16, on page 19, and on page 29, you will see support for, in this document, for my statement, which I can give many, many more supports. I, if, if, uh, if uh, maybe we can put up at least the cover letter here, if we can get production um, back in the saddle here. Um, Put up the, if you would, just a cover letter, please, sir. <clears throat> and I'll go back to the cover letter 
now that we're posting, we're not going to post for you to see, for me to talk about anyway, all 46 pages, but they will be posted on uh, uh, on the Ward's Hot Bulletin Board, okay? So let me rifle through my notes while we're posting that to uh, see if I can retrieve, once again, the cover letter. Um, yeah, here it is. <clears throat> so this, this survey was sent to uh, Rob Hyatt, who's the chairman of the school board. And um, it was done in order to, since the uh, school system, school board never provided uh, the lawyers with uh, their mechanism for evaluating employees, um, the lawyers then for Burton decided, uh, well, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and uh, make up our own questionnaire and we'll see you know, what the truth is. Well, the truth is, and I'm going to go back over that again. I'm saying, I think we're putting that up just to cover letter in. And then we'll post the whole thing. Okay, production. Uh, let, me, let me give you the response again to what we have here. <clears throat> Question one is, should Superintendent Carly Simon be retained by the school board? There were 105 respondents. Only two said yes. The question two Please provide your anonymous feedback regarding your review of, and I read just the anonymous feedback from the pages that referenced what I said was Black Power Group, which is only in one of those pages overtly called by its name, according to that respondent, as racist. All right. So uh, number three, are you an employee of Alachua County Public Schools? Interestingly, it's almost 50-50 respondents. 58 respondents were an employee of the Lachua County Public Schools. 47 were not. And are you an administrator of Lachua County Public Schools? 14 were and 91 were not. Okay, I think we have the cover letter up there. Um, and uh, uh, we will post after the show here on Ward's Hot Bulletin Board. I think uh, production has given me a thumbs up on that. The entire, it's actually already posted, my friends. So if you want to go to Ward's Hot Bulletin Board, you uh, can, and if you wanted to jot down the numbers of the pages in particular, this one response, read the whole thing though, because there's 46 uh, pages of responses. Um, uh, my response for the Black Power Group um, is page three, page seven, page eight, page nine, page 16, page 19, and page 29, not 29. And by the way, I, I made my comment before I ever saw the survey, okay? Uh, I, I, I made my comment. Hey, listen, I ain't no fool, all right? I've been around the block. Uh, I don't suffer fools real well. So um, uh, that, that, that's where I'm coming from with it. Hey, if that's what it is, that's what it is. Let's talk about it. Let's be frank about it. I'm not in these euphemisms and all that sort of stuff. That doesn't interest me. Okay. I don't think you tune in to hear that either. So uh, this is um, uh, uh, a continuation of, of yesterday's uh, conversation. It's just an expansion of what more documents that I got. And I wanted to pass them along to you. We'll take a break in the bottom of the hour here and talk about some other things. But um, my understanding is that there was a plan to give this um, fellow 
uh, uh, Burton's job, uh, who was the camp guy, uh, whose name I I want to make sure I get right here. I think it's in this cover letter. Um, um, uh, perhaps I can I can find it real quickly. Anyway, uh, he was the guy who worked out there that she seemed to uh, be palling around with and wanted to make sure uh, that um, she used his testimony at Camp Crystal Lake to uh, against uh, Mr. Burton. Um, and then the plan was, as I understand it, uh, was to make that gentleman a uh, replacement for Mr. Burton. Well, I understand now, if I had this right, uh, that did not that did not happen. <clears throat> that uh, this this pressure by the attorneys uh, stopped that from happening. However, it seems to have been something which was planned to do. I can't I, I can't find Prescott is his name. I think Prescott Cowles, um, as I remember it. So. Uh, 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 now there's a there's a um, yeah I mean, let me just make sure that um, um, we have that right here because it's in this it's in this uh, in these documents I have here um, I'm sure that's right but I'll find it. Um, uh, And let me let me also go through this before we take a break. Um, the, uh, this, the now the lawsuit that's being, I guess it's being threatened. Uh, uh, and I've got a copy of that. We'll put the copy of that up. That I I think I sent you that production. Did I not? Uh, the defamation pre suit suit notice. Yeah. Okay, we already have on the bulletin board. Um, the defamation pre-suit notice and demand for retraction renouncement. Uh, this has also been sent to Hyatt. And uh, this is a, um, a threat to uh, fire the big guns at, uh, at uh, um, Simon for the following. Uh, uh, her uh, defamation of Mr. Burton by questioning the financial issues at Crystal Lake, uh, accusing him of financial mismanagement, fraud or apparent fraud, um, uh, minimum financial oversight, uh, misuse of taxpayer funds. Um, these are things that uh, the lawyer has quoted in the letter, which we posted on the website. <clears throat> if you have any comments, let me just take a moment before we take a break um, and see. Uh, yes, that is his name, Prescott Cowles, I'm told. Thank you very much. Um, um, and I'm just looking through the comments before we take a take a break. This is all coming to the Wards God Files through this organization known, and it's a not an organization really, but is the research team. And I'm telling you, the research team is a powerful community uh, um, entity. I'm so I don't know, probably not the right word, but I, I feel like this community needs something like the research team, and it needs an outlet, something like the Wards God Files. Because I don't see any other way to talk about these things uh, outside some system that's compromised. Um, I'm not compromised. I'm not. I'm not here to win friends and influence people. Um, you know, if you if, if you know, you can criticize me, and, and I got and no problem. I'm a big boy. I can handle it. Okay, you come after me. I, it's all right. I got it. If you call me names like racist and stuff, that's my my problem. That's your problem. Those are the lens you're looking through. You don't know me. 
You don't know all the people I've taught, all the people I've helped. So, you know, I, I just consider the source. It doesn't bother me. I know what I'm doing. This is a classroom. I'm the professor. I'm presenting you material. You're the students. You go organize it and conduct your lives as you will with the information I give you and question the information. There's no problem with that. So that's the way it works. And I appreciate you all supporting the show. And um, we'll, we'll take a break here in a moment. If you got any questions during the break, uh, we'll play a couple of our little ditties and um, I'll take a look to see if there's anything I need to address. Um, but we'll be right back in just a moment. So what I've shown you now and posted are the new documents that we have. We have the 46 page questionnaire. We have the defamation lawsuit letter and we have the cover letter for the 46 page uh, questionnaire. Now, tonight is a meeting, as I understand it, and I, 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 I anticipate that to be quite an interesting meeting. Will I attend? No, I don't, I, don't, I don't attend those things. You know, I get culture shock if I get anywhere near Gainesville, okay? We'll be right back with the Ward Scott Files. Stay tuned. This is Ward Scott, and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, Large enough to serve you, small enough to care. The Ward Scott Files Gold sponsors are On the Spot Dry Cleaners, Okita America Martial Arts, RR Construction, Gators Dockside, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com, and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Ward Scott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. If your brains were lard, you couldn't grease a small frying pan. <laughs> to call you stupid would be an insult to stupid people. Octone, octone. The papers are not in order. Step out of the line and report to the inspection station. We are going to search your belongings. Mach schnell! Uh, Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, no. Help me! Help! Help! All right, welcome back to Ward Scott Files. Yes, we have freed the beep. Um, and uh, you hit, hear what is hollered when he hollers, help me, help me. So there you go. It is a family show. Put your um, hands over your kids' ears and they won't hear it. So um, I'm just, uh, looking through here on the Melon Law studio here hotline anything that's coming through uh that i need to address hello I'm, hello 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 I'm, see some people whom with whom i'm familiar um <clears throat> the uh okay um the issues i want to bring you up today, hey, there's one one very pleasant piece of news that i brought up yesterday and that is the university of florida has made the head coach of the lady gators basketball team kelly ray finley um, that was great news, and uh, people were so excited for her. Her teammates were excited for her, um, and uh, we wish her the best. 
I think we'll be getting her on the show sometime as soon as the uh, basketball season winds down. Um, the um, other update I want to give you is the Colliers International brouhaha that's going on. And um, defendants uh, Dan Daniel James Dorotos and Michael Stephen Riles have filed in the Circuit Court of the Eighth uh, Judicial Circuit a plea of not guilty. And um, uh, they are following the criminal procedure, uh, specific request and reserve the right to file appropriate motions. And uh, they have got now a Barney Fife uh, is off of the job. And Omar Hecavera yeah, is the attorney uh, for this case now. <clears throat> Omar uh, Hecavera has a reputation for dropping cases. So we'll, we, don't, we don't know what all, uh, you know, this all is mattering, you know, going to lead up to. But there are about three or four big stories going on right now that we're covering. Uh, one is a school board fiasco, if you will. Uh, number two is the task force, crime task force formed by Kramer fiasco. Um, two is, um, uh, three is, uh, of course, a single member districts, um, which is really just beginning to warm up the jet engines. And uh, four is the election uh, situation. Uh, so I'm going to give you an update on the election a situation and um, let you know some uh, some exciting things that have happened. This has been a real, real constant um, job by the uh, uh, Ward Scott Files to pursue this and keep it going because I can tell you right now, and I got to be careful how I use this word because I don't want uh, the, the little millennials to ding us and take us. We guess but got back on um, YouTube. I'm saying. There is a real attempt to uh, uh, have only one narrative going in the country, nationally, locally, statewide, about um, um, uh, people, how we put people in office. Let's put it that way. Um, but the, um, this is a summation of what's going on now um, around the state. And mostly this is the result of a particular individual's doggedly committed investigation into this. You know who it is. I'm not going to mention his name. I've had him on the show. We don't show him. We just do the uh, voice. We don't show the picture <clears throat> of him. But I'm going to go through this uh, and I'm going to uh, uh, just list this. Uh, it's, it's been printed in, uh, uh, in, uh, uh, in the Gadsden County Times, which first reported it. And <clears throat> now, uh, I'll go through it and let you know that this is a growing investigation and that the governor is getting ready, has made its way through all the committees to uh, establish a, a, an, an election investigation team of lawyers with their very own uh, pocketbook and all the power so we can go around these state attorneys. Now, these state attorneys are political entities. Um, the one we have now um, is falling more and more out of my favor every day. Um, the, 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 they, 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 they just really, uh, since they're elected, uh, it, it really makes them, well, I'm not going to say, let's put it this way, makes them nervous, all right? 
So the Gaston County Supervisor elections, and this is all a result of the effort from a little lady who is a reporter and a graduate of, of, of FAMU who first started covering this story for Gadsden County, which is a real small county, and it has grown and has grown and has grown. The Gadsden County Supervisor elections and the Florida Department of State, they've initiated an investigation into possible voter <coughs> beep related to 23 voters, okay? The investigation is reviewing the votes cast by four sexual predators and 19 sex offenders in the 2020 Gadsden County general election. Now in Gadsden County, which is such a small county, those votes can make a tremendous difference. Uh, voting records indicate that 19 of those 23 voters under investigation were registered as Democrats. Uh, three were registered with no party affiliation and one was a Republican. And all the public records reveal that 10 voted via absentee ballots, seven early voted and only six voted in person. Now we've been saying all along that absentee ballots are, you know, what you really got, got loose in this, in this last deal. Now, these allegations are similar now and growing throughout other situations in the state. And the Florida Capital Star has recently now reported about felons uh, beep in Leon County, which borders Katzen County to the west. Uh, the Leon County Supervisor Elections has told the Capital Star that he has started the process of getting involved with whether or not felons were illegally participating and um, uh, in, the, in, the, in the 2020 deal. <clears throat> um, the Lake County Supervisor Elections has uh, recently revealed that there are cases there of voter beep uh, that have been sent to the state attorney's office for review. Um, there's an email uh, from a concerned citizen. Let us just say on the Ward Scott files, we know who the concerned citizen is. And um, uh, the concerned citizen has been pushing the supervisor of elections throughout the state uh, to encourage the state to improve their notification process and to take a look at their, the, the registration roles. Um, the Miami-Dade State Attorney's Office is looking into allegations um, uh, about uh, a, a mis, uh, misguided behavior there. The Tampa Bay Times is, has stated that Florida could be in the midst of one of the largest cases of election-related beep in recent history, okay? Um, Manuel Diaz, the chair of the Democratic Party, has sent a letter to Florida Secretary of State uh, seeking an investigation into these allegations and wanting to know about the security of voter registrations. Um, he even is ashamed by these reports. And as of now, there's a fire lit under those type of people uh, who are involved in uh, this system we have of putting our people in office. Um, there is also uh, Governor DeSantis' Office of Election Crimes and Security is moving forward, as I just said at the beginning of this. Um, this is Senate Bill 524. It creates a 15-member Office of Election Crimes and Security and enlists Florida Department of Law Enforcement officers, 
to investigate allegations, even anonymous ones left on tip lines. Huh? The bill also dictates how election officials should scrub their voter registration rolls, commissions a state-level study of how to distribute and collect vote-by-mail ballots, uh, prohibits election officials from accepting grants to help them administer elections, bans ranked choice voting, raises the penalty of voter reservation registration organization errors. Um, it has come out of the Senate Appropriations Committee and is headed to the Senate floor, okay? I wanted to give you a follow-up on that. I had to uh, beep a word, uh, hopefully, um, because if that word is picked up by the algorithms of the little millennials here who run these platforms we broadcast from, uh, they uh, put us in time out for a while. So I'll probably, you know, beep and you'll hear it. Uh, it's, it's funny, we can leave the F-bomb up there in the Warthog uh, comedy show there, but we can't leave the F up there in the um, election conversations. Huh? How about that? Let me have a sip of caffeine here. Any questions coming up? Let me look at the Facebook chat. Okay, 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 okay. Um, lots of distinguished members of our community watching today. Thank you very much on live time here. Live time. As you know, we post this immediately out on our wordscottfiles.com. And then we also uh, ship it to Spotify and Apple Podcast, and um, more and more shipping it over to LinkedIn. All right. So we're covering the waterfront with information and conversations that uh, the community needs to engage themselves in. Um, <clears throat> so I've given you an update on uh, um, the, the uh, situation here with Colliers, uh, giving you an update on some things that are going on across the state. Uh, let me see if there's anything I'm missing here. <clears throat> um, we've got the Capital Star. I just read that to you. Okay. Um, let's make sure that I've covered that. Yeah, we've covered that. That's a good one. Keep that. Keep that in your um, keep that in your sights because it's going to be uh, a growing situation um, that is uh, is going to be increasingly on the front page burner. Uh, we've got about um, um, fifteen minutes here to talk about, of course, the Ukraine, and I can't begin to tell you um, how many people have also looked at last Friday's show with um, Ramsey Samurai and, and yours truly discussing the Ukraine situation. And, and most particularly the analysis of the Russian uh, uh, character and paranoia. Um, the the, the um, interesting thing about this is that um, um, the cancel culture has got an opportunity to really be effective. I, I'm thinking about this. You know, we're so caught up in these conversations about gender and race. And, you know, we're just falling on our own sword internally. We need to move on and be positive united as, as a nation, uh, canceling people for dissenting. Here is an opportunity for the cancel culture to really cancel. And that is to cancel Putin. Ostracize him. I'm telling you, if you can cancel me for using the F word to describe a process by which people are put in office, you can dang sure cancel this guy 
up one side and down the other for dislocating all those children from their homes who did nothing to the Russians. I got to tell you, that has always bothered me. And I'll tell you what has always bothered me about 9-11. On that plane that flew into that building, I've never forgotten this, were little kids who had come uh, to celebrate a scout jamboree. I, I, you know, I, I, I can tell you right now, buddy, you mess with the kids and you're messing on the fighting side. Okay. You, you know, the kid, you know, the kids, they, the kids don't deserve it. And when you look at those kids and their mothers pulling on those, getting on those trains or getting on the, out of that country, any way they can get out. Uh, then, and then you see the men, uh, the Ukraine, Ukrainian men say, I'm staying here and they're going to have, let me, let, me, let, me, let me tell you why they're fighting so ferociously. And you're not going to believe what I'm going to do, but I'm going to tell you about the, the war between the states. Why did the South fight so ferociously? It took four or five years to defeat the Southerners, all right, in the Civil and American Civil War. For a long time, Lincoln couldn't find anybody to really fight the Southerners. After all, these people had come from the same countries. Uh, frequently, they'd gone to school together. Um, the generals had gone to school together. Hey, they couldn't they finally found Grant. Other than that, I mean, they were having a tough time. And Lincoln had to invite a, invent a reason to start the war. And that was army uh, replenishing Fort Sumter. But the reason the Southerner fought so hard and, and is because you invaded his home. You came into his home and you want to get, hey, we have the castle doctrine. It is a human instinct that there ought to be a sanctuary from the chaos of the world. And it's the home where the family lives. Okay? That is absolutely the core of a stable community. You come into somebody's home, you've got problems because they will, you've awakened a human instinct that is so common to everyone. And I think if the blacks have any lament, is that they don't have a home. They're not from this country. And they certainly in name claim Africa, but that's not their home. Their own people in Africa turned on them. Blacks brought other blacks to the shores for the whites to carry. And the whites were just merchant marine guys. They came out of Denmark and places like that. They were, they were boat haulers, cargo haulers. So if there's any lament, I can understand this. The blacks don't have a home. You know, the real home, I'm going to tell you something that's not popular, was in the South. That's where the home was. 
but through propaganda and through misinformation, the same thing we're getting today, that was all presented as inhumane. Go read Dilsey in The Sound and the Fury. Go read about Aunt Muncie and Peter Taylor's work. My first memory of going to church as a little kid was going with my black friends to the black church on Easter in the south on the Pearl River outside of Bogalusa, Louisiana with people picking cotton in the fields holding the hand of the black lady with whom I was going to her church to receive my spiritual in instructions. I can see it now. It was a dusty road. And I was so envious because the little girl I was walking with was brightly dressed in yellow and against her dark skin, that yellow showed up so fantastically. We were the best little buddies. Come on. You come into somebody's home, you're going to pay hell for a price. And that's what has happened in Ukraine. You know, another thing that strikes me is we're busy taking guns away in the U.S. and they're busy giving them to their citizens in Ukraine. Women and men. The women won't leave their men because they say we're going to fight side by side with you. For our home. Those are some of the things that I'm thinking about as I watch this unfold. I've read The Painted Bird by Jerzy Kaczynski. If you haven't read The Painted Bird by Jerzy Kaczynski, you need to read that. It's one of the definitive pieces of work about Europe during World War II. <clears throat> I mean, it'll shake you to the core. There are a lot, you know, you need to read, if you can get a copy of it, Brandenburg Concerto by my great friend, great friend, Janusz Schomann, the Hungarian poet and novelist who escaped Russia and Hungary and the Germans through England, and came here. I learned so much from him about writing, about culture, about chaos. He's now passed. He lived into his 90s. What a great friend he was. From Hungary. His father had been a member of parliament, and the Russians killed his father. Many members of his family. He escaped. His last days after the war, when the Russians had taken over and were forming the Soviet Union, he was told by the underground Hungarian network, we're going to, I'll never forget these stories. We're going to arrange for you to see your mother one last time before we spirit you out of this country to England. You are going to pass her on the sidewalk as she gets off the trolley car. 
Now, listen, they told me. When you pass each other, you cannot look at each other. Because you're being watched and we don't want to jeopardize your mother. And he said the last time he saw his mother. They, she got off the trolley car. He did not look at her. He was aware of the fact that she was getting off. They walked toward each other. They did not look at each other. And that was it. They passed each other in a non-minity. He came to the United States through England. Spoke Hungarian, spoke German, spoke Russian, spoke English, wrote in English. Brandenburg Concerto is one of the great short stories. It's in a publication called A Slow, Soft River. It's about going home after the war to the bombed out rubble that once was a fantastic civilization. And unable, because of the destruction, to find your own home because it's unrecognizable. It opens with him sitting in a boxcar. And the only way he can stand the chaos and the war, and he's wounded, is to play in his head the Brandenburg Concerto. And as he's in the boxcar with his head swaying with the rhythm of the train, the story opens with him having difficulty getting the piccolo tuned in his head, the music in his head that was keep. Where did the music come from? It came from this great civilization, which was now destroyed, except in his head, it lived on. This great music by these great composers out of this great part of the world, which was somehow, some way, totally turned to savage behavior. I spent so much time with him. We canoed on the rivers together. So I carry that in me as I watch this chaos in Ukraine. And I know I was taught, as I told you before, by Dr. Ans Oras of Estonia. Look him up. Go Google Dr. Ans Oras. O O O R A S. Ans A N T S. <clears throat> he's gone now. But he's in my head. Estonia. All you had to do, even then, in 1968, 69, when I sat in his class, his advanced literary criticism class, you were invited to only by his, his invitation. If you were to mention even slightly the word Russian, he lost it. He lost it. I'd never seen anything like it. I'd never seen anything like it. For a civilized man like that just to break down.
Professor Ward Scott here, the Warthog Manly Commands Center Man Cave. Have a great day.